0: Thanks so much to Eero for supporting the Apple Bits XL. Never think about Wi-Fi again. And to get $100 off the Eero base unit and two beacons package and one year of Eero Plus, visit Eero.com slash Apple Bits. And at checkout, enter the code AppleBits. That's Eero, E-E-R-O.com slash AppleBits with a Z. All right, let's get to the show, everybody. Hey, 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 what's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. It's the Apple Bits XL. Brian Tong here, your host, doing the most. It's everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. This is episode 53. We keep going strong, and thank you so much for everyone who has and continues to support this show at patreon.com slash Tong. starting at $2 a month. Um, I just appreciate so much for all of your support to allow me to do this, and we have fun doing this. We also know this show is all about you all. Call in at 833-888-ABXL-2295. That's 833-888-ABXL or 2295. Put in your phone. Rewind this if you have to to get that number down. Uh, I only put one call in because we had a couple, but they're all, all right, and things have kind of been changing really fast, so... Again, you can call there or also email the show, applebitsshow at gmail.com and just do an audio recording and send it through. Sometimes that honestly sounds a whole lot better. So um, you could check it out that way. Okay, let's just first get some house cleaning out of the way just in case you didn't know because it's been a week from last show. The FaceTime bug has been fixed with iOS 12.1.4. I talked about on um, my video pod, video stuff on YouTube, but just want to let you know that you can do that. You've probably already received the, hey. Update your phone um, so that the FaceTime bug is fixed. The servers are back up. Group FaceTime does work and you can no longer eavesdrop on people. I had a few people that would call in and talk about other kind of weird things that FaceTime was doing, getting calls from random strangers that would go through. I mean, it's had issues like that before, but ultimately, at least the whole privacy issue, that was revealed from a teenager who will be getting paid by Apple and they're also gonna um, pay part of a scholarship for him for his future education, which is really cool. That is going to be taken care of. But the the whole eavesdrop issue as of now is dead and group t- FaceTime is back in effect. All right, we had a call from Carson from Memphis who wanted to talk exactly about this. I just wanted to give him props. That's why I'm not playing your voicemail, Carson. But there's a lot going on. The latest news this week and really the headline story is that Apple, according to a BuzzFeed report, which has been on the money typically with Apple keynote announcements, Apple is planning to hold an event on March 25th This would be the first keynote for them uh, for 2019 that will reportedly take place on campus at the Steve Jobs Theater. But as of now, it doesn't look like it's going to be anything product related from a hardware standpoint. And everyone's like, okay, what about the new AirPods or the new iPad minis or the new 10-inch iPads? Or geez, if you want to dream, the AirPower wireless charging mat None of that seems to be on the radar. Instead, according to the report, this will be a very subscription services focused event. The lead one appears to be Apple's news service that is expected to bundle kind of this partnership with not only news contents from big time publishers like the New York Times, the Washington Post and the Wall Street Journal, but potentially integrate it within their magazine service that they acquired called Texture just a little while ago. That service itself is expected to launch as early as April. So this looks like it's a pretty strong bet that we will see at least Apple News as one of the services that they will be announcing. Now, the thing that came out right after that report was put out earlier this week is that Apple is having a problem with publishers on finding that sweet spot to share the revenue Early reports said that Apple wanted a 50-50 split and also control all the customer data and customer credit cards. And that early reports, publishers were not willing to do this. But a follow-up report now says that magazine publishers do in fact support Apple's 50% split for paid Apple News, for their paid Apple News service, people that are on board like this would be okay with it. The big thing is that look, Apple will potentially and this is their conv- their point of how to convince these publishers to get on. They're convinced that Apple will get millions of people to subscribe to the new service. So let's just say right now newspapers and magazines they've been able to establish kind of a base level of their loyal loyal users. Well, what if even Apple from a pure broad standpoint said, "Hey, we can get you roughly just in the first 3 months 5 million new subscribers 10 million subscribers 10 million subscribers maybe they'll maybe it'll actually be a bundle it's still not very clear about that that's pretty compelling and so although the app store split which is a totally different beast is a 70/30 split according to the report recode talked to multiple industry insiders and said they have agreed to settle on that number mostly because of getting access to all of those new customers. Some publishers are happy to do it because this could really boost their user base. And that's what, it, that's what it's always all about. A publishing executive who's optimistic about Apple's plan said, it's the absolute dollars paid out that matters and not the percentage. So look, many of these outlets already have their subscription services in place and it's most likely probably plateaued by now. They've been out for, I would say, roughly three, four, five years. And they need a catalyst. And this could be it. So again, the Texture acquisition could incorporate magazines. There are already people that have worked with Texture in the past were already familiar with that kind of revenue split. So the magazine side of it, they're going to be fine. And it looks like, at least from the publisher side, that they are ready to jump on board. So that's going to be one of the services that is expected to be seen at this March 25th event. The other one, just reported from Bloomberg, is that Apple is also planning to reveal its TV streaming service at the same March 25th event, again, according to Bloomberg. Now, they know this because, according to their sources, celebrities will be in attendance. Hollywood stars like Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, Jennifer Gardner, J.J. Abrams are set to attend the event. I am too. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to be there and I'm not attending and I'm not a celebrity. I know. Shocking, isn't it? It will be held at the Steve Jobs Theater as well. So these are, this makes sense because at first everyone was saying, why would Apple just do an event for a news subscription service? You've got to put more behind it. So now the reports are saying news and TV service. Apple's upcoming video service is rumored to be similar to Amazon Prime's video options and Netflix, including TV shows and movies acquired by or funded by Apple. Those names on that list, those are all people that um, have been early reported to work directly with Apple for Apple content. So they already have like more than two dozen original TV shows in the works with an actual paid subscription service expected to launch sometime by this summer. There still are a there's still confusion around will it really be bundled with something that is all Apple, whether it's cloud storage space and news, the news subscription service and Apple music and the Apple TV and movie service all in one. Will they give us something big like that or not? The expectation is that the premium news service that Apple does will be $9.99 per month, but we don't know what their video TV movie service will be like. So I think it definitely makes this a whole lot more compelling. Um, A separate report from Reuters kind of piggybacked on this and suggested that Apple may be planning to hold an event for its streaming television service in April and not March. I just, you can't tell me they're just going to do a March event and just do a news service. It's got to have more than that. And also, you kind of need to tout hardware that can use these services. I mean, I guess they could just say, hey, look, it looks amazing on our iPad Pros that we just released, but you kind of got to get like a software and hardware component in harmony working together to get here. A follow-up report from CNBC does say that Apple is planning to launch their new streaming video service in April or May. We talked about it, that we're really getting close to seeing all these pieces of the puzzle come together For their streaming service, I think it's going to be interesting to see what the actual bundle is. And again, it doesn't matter if there's not at least two, I have to see these shows and I cannot do without them type of pieces of content on that service in order to get me to go beyond the trial subscription just to check it out. Apple's focused big on services. This has been one of their top priorities. This is also. One of the big ways that they're going to be able to generate more revenue, revenue that they have lost from the iPhone and other areas. So this is going to be big for them. So again, this is not confirmed. The rumor is March 25th, which is a Monday, Apple will be holding a keynote at Apple Park at the Steve Jobs Theater to potentially announce right now the news service, the music service, but no hardware. That's what we have right now. All right. All right we know that services is a big deal for them, but you know, I think part of it comes down to how much money do Apple people actually spend on Apple's platform. A new report according to sensor tower that was shared by TechCrunch says that the average user in 2018, how much do you think they spent on app store games and apps in the year? The average user. So think about your consumption and your use. How much do you think you spent now? I probably spent more on content than I did on games and apps. But according to the report, the gen the average amount that is generated per active US iPhone user is $79 last year. Did you spend $79 bucks or more on your phone last year? Like seriously, I'm gonna I'm gonna really think about it. Now, okay, even if you have an Apple, they did not say here specifically if it came from the Apple Music Service. They're talking about games and apps specifically. So $79, it grew 36% year over year up from the average of $58 last year spent per iPhone in 2017. So users spent about $21 more in 2018 on app purchases. I think that's fascinating because I don't think I even come close to that, but maybe there's a lot of you that do. Do you guys jive with that number? Do you think it's too high or do you think it's absolutely right on the money? I know there's a lot of people that are into the gaming economy on their phones and they just keep on putting down that cheddar to like, you know, whether it's Fortnite, whether it's uh, extra lives on HQ trivia, um, a lot of different types of things factor into that. But I'm just curious to think if what you think, you know, is that number really legit or bogus? In more news about upcoming events, according to Mac rumors, they have uncovered evidence. That confirms the Worldwide Developers Conference in 2019 will take place June 3rd through 7th at the McHenry Convention Center in San Jose, California. Now, it took place in June 4th through 8th in 2018. So it looks like just around that same window, the dates have been blocked out for WWDC June 3rd through 7th. If you aren't familiar, they typically do a lottery to allow people to attend the event because there are so many developers now. It it gets a little crazy. All mentions of WWDC and Apple have now been removed from the 2019 events calendar on for for San Jose. But uh yeah, we pretty much it was there. It was there and now it's gone. That's not fishy at all. So look out WWDC, June third through seventh, uh, coming This year. All right, let's talk some more about Eero, the sponsor for this week's show. We know that the fruit company, they're no longer in the Wi Fi game. We just saw the news that Amazon purchased Eero to be their Wi Fi routers, and they've really been the go to for me ever since. And so it's this mesh network system that allows you to cover larger areas of your house or living space more efficiently with its main base unit. So there's like kind of like the main base and then two beacons that you can put around your home. So what will you get with this Eero package? Total network protection, Eero Plus offers the ability to block malicious and unwanted content across your entire network. Advanced security, by checking the sites you visit against a database of million known threats, Eero Plus prevents you from accidentally visiting these malicious sites without slowing anything down. There's content blocking, there's ad blocking to get rid of those annoying ads and pop-ups on all of your devices. Ad blocking also improves your load times for ad-heavy sites, so you know that you can browse and stream faster than ever before. There's also third-party Security apps, VPN protection from encrypt.me, password management from one password, and antivirus software from malware byte. This is all part of the Eero Plus package. So think about it. In most homes, we have this single router model, and it doesn't work for an increasingly high bandwidth world. It didn't work at my parents' house, who's really the first person that I outfitted with Eero, but it's really simple physics. You have light waves, like that, Wi-Fi waves, they don't go through walls as well. So Just what you need here is a distributed system. With Eero, I installed this enterprise-grade Wi-Fi system in just a few minutes at my parents' home. I downloaded their app. It was easy as pie. It walked me through each step. Um, It was really the quickest and easiest painless setup that you could do for a Wi-Fi setup. And again, really simple for my parents' home. So never think about Wi-Fi again. To get $100 off the Eero base unit and two beacons package, and one year of Eero Plus, visit Eero.com slash AppleBits and at checkout, enter AppleBits as the code. That's Eero, E-E-R-O dot com slash AppleBits and that's AppleBits with a Z. All right, everybody, let's just get right back into the show. And earlier, I talked to you about, you know, the hardware products that we don't expect to see at the rumored March 25th event. That would be the new AirPods, the new AirPower. Geez, I don't even know when that thing's gonna see the light of day. So I don't really care. That thing's like way, way somewhere else. But we also talked about iPad mini, maybe a new entry-level iPad as well. Well, there's kind of been some new rumors that have bubbled to the top around the AirPods. And according to new reports from MySmartPrice, the AirPods 2, the second generation AirPods 2, will have a grippier coating. Something maybe more matte-like or just textured that won't be as slippery. I mean, the current ones look shiny. They look classy, other than they look like Q-tips in your ears. Okay, some people like that. Some people don't care. I'm not judging. I just think they still look dorky. But they'll have a more grippier coating so you won't drop them. They won't fly all over the place. I think that's kind of interesting. If it is true, maybe this is something that is a more matte-like finish on the AirPods. The other story is that on Leaks's Steve Hemmerstoffer said the AirPods wireless charging case will be ready to launch sometime soon. Remember, Apple also teased that, geez, I think about a year ago with the iPhone, um, iPhone 10 actually, alongside the AirPower. But the case will be ready to launch, but not the actual AirPods 2. Those are expected to be coming out sometime in the fall. They also have the... <clears throat> Siri functionality where you don't have to touch the AirPods at all to prompt it. It would just do it purely on voice recognition. There's been rumors of health tracking, potentially sensors inside of it, as well as better water resistant and even noise canceling. Those would be pretty dang ridiculous. And I do have to say for the record, we've seen a lot of wireless earbuds and their charging cases that come along with them on the market today. And I can tell you that Apple still has kind of the most compact although the actual earbuds have those long stems on it, the actual case that you throw in your pocket, they still have the most compact one. And that that does mean something. It it allows you to make them more portable. Just throw them in your pocket, where some of these are a little bulkier and just a little bigger. So yeah, size does matter. Yeah. Also with the AirPods, this is kind of like a sketchy rumor claim. It's being thrown out there because yeah, lots of stuff is getting thrown out there. Someone is still claiming that the product event in March will officially announce the AirPods, the AirPower, the new iPad Mini 5, and the new 10-inch iPad. So someone's going to be right and someone's going to be wrong. I hope they do. There are no real signs that say they do from kind of like the main sources that you could say, okay, we trust what they're saying. We will then – you might as well flip a coin right now. But I – my leaning would be they've they should. How about this? They should release hardware with these new services, but will they? I don't expect to see the new new AirPods 2s until a while though. I don't I don't think we'll see them that early yet, and they don't need to. They're still selling off the they're still people are still buying them like crazy. Why would they need to? All right, I I hope I don't break your heart with this one. A whole bunch of kind of new iPad mini 5 news came out this week, and it's starting to really paint a very clear picture of what we're expecting to see. I would say if you own an iPad mini 4 today, it has not been updated or upgraded in roughly three and a half years. There may not be a reason for you to get it because all reports say that Apple's next iPad mini reportedly won't look very much different from the iPad mini 4. And that's kind of disappointing when you're talking about a three and a half to by the time it releases maybe a four-year gap in time? Are you kidding me? The new reports from Mac Takara and Digitimes both say expect the same, expect the iPad mini to have the same thickness, roughly 6.1 millimeters, which would then kind of tell us that, hey, they're probably using the same body as the previous iPad mini 4s. It's also expected to maintain and keep its lightning connector, and 3.5 millimeter headphone jack, so no USB-C port on this new iPad Mini 5, according to the rumors. And I, you know, I thought about. There's been a lot of rumors in the iOS 12.2 beta code that could show the potential for this new iPad Mini 5 to potentially work with an Apple Pencil, work with their smart keyboard cover, so it could still be a pretty functional device. The main change would just be having a new processor, whether it's an A10, A10X, which is all the way back from like the uh, iPhone 7s or maybe an A11, but we're probably looking about a generation or even two generations behind what they need just because do they really need to put all that power in it? This whole thing stinks of classic Tim Cook. Take the old parts and old pieces that we still have in the channel or that are very cheap to make and then repurpose it, pop in a new processor and still make good margins because the pieces are cheaper, still make the margins that we need to hit and put it out there. And I mean, come on, if this is really three and a half, four years there, you've got to bring a new iPad mini. But all indications are that they are not doing that. So there's been so many people that have been patiently waiting for an all new iPad Mini 5 and getting juiced about it and it's not gonna happen. And if that's the case, you know what that's gonna be. Yeah, that's a bad apple. Ah! That's terrible, but in a sad way, that is classic kind of Tim Cook style. It it just smells so much like it. Another report to kind of follow up on this whole lightning connector thing. We will see it in the iPad. If we see it in the iPad Mini 5, clearly... It's not like it's trying to go away anytime soon. According to Mako Takara, the 2019 iPhones, and there's been a lot of back and forth, but things have leaned more towards this way. The 2019 iPhones are said to keep the lightning connector with the same five watt charger and ear pods and yes, keep the lightning connector. How do you feel about that? I think there's a group of people, a large majority of people that are listening, they're like, you know what, I'm okay with it because then I don't have to swap out all my cables right now. Everything is lightning. But people like me who are now caught in between with a USB-C charging iPad Pro and a USB C charging um MacBook Pro, but a Lightning iPhone that and a Lightning AirPods that you're like kind of caught in between and you have to get all these different cables that you pay way much more than you should, just because we're still caught in between. So I don't know if you're discouraged by that. I th- in a way, I felt like this is going to happen. It's going to be par for the course. And again, it still has not been officially confirmed until we see it from Apple, but it makes sense that this is the direction that they're going in. The other kind of revelation this week is that as time has gone on, we've seen a lot of rumors of this, but there's really been more evidence that not only will we see an iPad Mini 5 sometime later this year, it could be coming as early as spring, but a new 10-inch entry-level iPad, it would be really a updated sixth generation iPad. Right now, the 9.7-inch uh, iPad that kind of has the earlier form factor, this is not the new slim bezel iPad Pro we're talking about. It retails for $329 right now, but Bloomberg confirmed that there, sh- there will be a new roughly... 10 inch iPad screen coming soon. It's also expected to have a faster processor and a lightning port instead of USB C. So iPad Mini (laughs) 2015. We're like, we're like going back in time here with the entry level iPad mini and an entry level iPad. And yes, it'll be more affordable, but dang. Tim. It's all about the margins, baby. It's not all it's all about the Benjamins and the margins. Hey, it's called good business. Apple's not going away anytime soon, but damn, for people that love the tech and innovation that used to be brought consistently at every product level, it's not happening. It's not happening. But it would be funny, and actually, I hope this happens, if Apple just made me eat all of my words and like totally faked us all out, and all of a sudden we got this just boatload of every product, boom, 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 innovation, innovation, new, 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 then and then I'd be like, All right, I'll sit down. I will sit down if I see that day, but I don't expect that anymore. I just don't. All right, you guys and gals can continue to be a part of the show. Call in at 833 888 ABXL. That's 833 or email an audio recording that can be a whole lot cleaner at applebitsshow at gmail com. I'm going to use a call today from our friend Evan. He sent an email. His call sounds smooth as butter. Evan, what's on your mind, bro?
1: Hey, Brian. This is Evan calling from Pennsylvania. I was hoping that we could revisit the discussion about how Apple really is saying it's focused on professionals, and they really were pushing the iPad Pro a while back as this all-encompassing professional tool, and it can replace your computer and all these things. But uh, I've been a professional designer and developer for over 15 years, and I love the iPad Pro, but it's never going to replace my computer, uh, at least in, until they rethink the, the I.O., because they always point to the power. like this. It's such a powerful device. But the issue is not the power. It's the input method. Now, even if Adobe gets on the ball and they make the creative apps that are a lot better for use with... Tapping on the screen or using a pencil, I still spend a lot of time in apps like Word, Excel, email. I get text from clients that are not artists. I get files from them that have to be organized and it's just so inefficient to try to work copying and pasting things across the iPad tapping and even dragging it's just it's just not an efficient way to work i I last about five minutes. And then I'm back to my desktop. Even you had Rob Zilla on the show a while back. And if the iPad Pro is made for any type of artists, it's made for illustrators. But even he said there's things that he can't do on the iPad, and he needs to go back to the desktop version of Illustrator to do it anyway. So I think there's a lot of issues there that need to be addressed in order for it to be a pro device, and I'd love to hear what you think about that.
0: All right, thanks for the call, Evan. Um, really good stuff. I think that, you know, I've been alluding to this for a while, and I've talked about it on previous shows. But, you know, Apple is driven really more lately by marketing than they are by engineering. And what I mean by that, I know this internally. I know that there's some people that have been frustrated with that. And look at how Apple's recent products have been marketed versus what they can actually do. You know, Apple's trying to appeal like, oh, we have uh animojis emojis MMOGs, that's really that and the camera are the two biggest things that they have pushed out and marketed to the general public and when you think about it, you have this amazing phone you can't really be like oh the phone they're not going to say hey the phone has a way better processor it's faster because no one feels it and so when you don't have these you know features that are super unique and distinguishable and you start pushing stuff like that out to make your phone appear to be that cool or attractive to the general consumer and they fall for it and they eat it up, that that shows how you're prioritizing your products differently, right? Marketing over engineering. And I think you see that in the iPad Pro. They're trying to almost in a way convince the general consumer that this is a quote unquote pro machine. You can do pro things on about it, but ask any pro any pro at the highest level they're not using the iPad Pro exclusively they might use it as a tool in some situations but there is not when i say pro i'm talking about a high end pro user that typically defined what the what the pro name was to apple back in the day they're not using the iPad Pro as their sole sole one i one product thing to get through the day they're not and so I think part of this is Apple is trying to convince users like, hey, you're a pro, but the definition of the user has changed over time. And again, whatever the name is, let's say, forget the name, a product that is best for you is a product that fits exactly what you do. And so, yeah, I've always been critical of Apple calling the iPad Pro and paying the picture like it is a pro. It can do professional things, but can it be your exclusive pro machine? No. And I think until... They support and show that, like really show that it's, it's just a name. But it is a great product, that's the thing. You know me, it's one of my favorite products, but I still don't consider, I cannot do everything I need to do on this. And people are like, oh, you can video edit on the iPad Pro. Yes, you can. But the way that I do things with it, it's not nearly as efficient. But can you edit video on it professionally at a certain level The answer is absolutely yes. I really think for me, 2019 is going to be one of the most interesting years to see what Apple's doing because they've kind of started to really let a lot of people down so much that is it going to be the year of services? Cause that would, that's what it feels like. That's what it feels like to me. I don't know about you, but I want to see what, what the new Mac pro is going to bring. What is the new iMac pro going to bring? MacBook pros are probably going to stay the same. Um, will we, are we going to see Apple Watch 5? And will it be that much more mind boggling? I think the Apple Watch 4 is pretty dang good right now. iPad Pro, uh, other than giving me some really killer software apps, it's not like they're going to change the hardware connectivity anytime soon. So it really feels like the year of services. And from a revenue standpoint, and from a content standpoint, Apple needs to do that. But I don't know if after what we've seen over the past two, three years, is that enough to keep the Apple loyalists and fans happy? I mean, they're gonna stick with it because of the ecosystem, but it's almost like you're starting to get people that are reluctant and just unhappy about being locked in the ecosystem. Sometimes happy, sometimes not, but really just thirsting for something new and innovative. And guess what? Can we all come up with that? Not really, but it's it, that's part of their job to do. So we'll see. 2019 is going to be real, real, real interesting. All right. We also got to say before we go, thank you so much to my supporters on Patreon. You can start at $2 a month. We have different levels and different rewards. Five, 10, 25, 100. Thank you for everyone supporting. We got to give a shout out to our Platinum, Apples, Brandon Ledford, Terrence McKelvey from Stratos Wealth Partners, Gil Cabrera, Andy Halverson, Wesley Frater, Jarrett Lewis, and a new addition, Calvin Fadakar. Thank you so much. Another way to support the show, give it a five-star review. Tell your friends. Share. We hit over 700 uh, reviews on iTunes, and it's like averaging like a five-star. I mean, there's barely anyone saying anything bad about it, which is a good thing, but thank you so much for all your support, and uh, we continue to keep on rolling, but that's going to do it for this week. Again, a lot of things shaping up, we're getting close to samsung's big keynote i think that one's gonna shake things up a lot i think people are gonna after that keynote people are gonna be like looking over to apple and be, and saying um what do you got for us in 2019 i'm just saying i'm i feel it i already feel it before it's happening so i'm not switching anytime soon but i'm just telling you i feel it and you feel it too All right. Take care, everybody. That's the Apple Bits XL. Remember, you can also call in 833-888-ABXL. That's 833-888-2295. Take care. Be safe. We'll talk to you soon. Peace.